Coming up on this episode of the Doc Theme Park Show, we have a trip report from IMG Worlds of Adventure, the world's largest indoor theme park located in Dubai. Greetings and welcome to the Dark Theme Park Show, Creepy Kingdoms podcast, all about theme parks. I'm your host, Mr. James H. Carter II. And in this episode, we will be bringing you the first of several in a little series here. We, oh, it's actually not the first, I would say it's the second in the series. Anyways, our very own Grant traveled to the Middle East to go on a almost three-week theme park tour, and we get to hear his first-hand tales. In this episode, we get to hear about IMG Worlds of Adventure, the world's largest indoor theme park located in Dubai. This episode is a long one, so... We're going to skip all the uh, intro formalities and just get right to it. So let's open the gates. All right. Uncle Traveling Grant has returned to the good old U.S. of A. Yeah. With tales from theme parks in the Middle East. Yeah, because when everybody thinks of the Middle East, they immediately think amusement parks. Right. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I there's not a lot of coverage of these parks on all the theme park media that's out there. You... Um, yeah, we're going to get into that. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's a giant shame because I knew everything I thought I knew about these places um, were it was totally different than I than I was expecting it to be. I'll just put it that way. Wow. All right. Well, we, there's a lot to talk about. I guess we'll preface this by saying that we're actually going to break up your uh, this trip report into uh, several episodes, so we so we don't skim over things and we take enough time, but also so we don't record an eight hour podcast because <laughs> you were traveling you can, for three weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, we did three weeks, and you know we started out by doing a little week long cruise through um, through Greece. Um, which I will say it's not creepy, but if you ever get a chance to check it out, it is awesome. There are lots and lots and lots of feral cats that are very friendly, and they all want to be your friend. Oh, so if you enjoy okay. go to Greece, hang out with uh, some cats, and enjoy some uh, gyros. Some gyros. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the, uh, the part that's going to be interesting to most people is uh, that we did Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and Hong Kong for a few days, and uh, these two weeks were very, very, very filled with theme parks and things that relate to theme parks. So, like other themed entertainments and things like that. All right. So, obviously, we had we uh, we we gave a pretty extensive preview of what you were going to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a previous episode, but uh, what are we focusing on? 
uh, for this episode? So on this episode, I want to kind of talk a little bit about um, what to expect if you – I'm not going to say if you go, when you go to the UAE because this place is amazing because there are several things that are very different and uh, that they would have been kind of helpful to know beforehand. Uh, we're going to go over IMG Worlds of Adventure and uh, we're going to go over a few other little type things that don't really fit into any other boxes. Um that are not worth like their own podcast, but they might be worth talking about for three or four minutes. Okay. But the main event here is uh, IMG Worlds of Adventure. Is that what it is called? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's uh, uh, let's give the let's start with um, you know what you said you know what what you expected and what you got when you traveled to this region of the world. So um, uh, you know we flew from Greece and. The wild thing that happened was um, our flight took an, another hour and a half to get there because we had to reroute ourselves because of the conflict between Turkey and Saudi Arabia, I believe it was. Wow. And um, we did not – the pilot said we, are, we can't go the way we were going to go because it's a war zone right now. So oh my. <laughs> I looked out the window and I didn't like let Brittany know what was going on. What I saw when I looked out the window, but I could see like flashes out like on the ground, like way low below, like far in the distance and like things that like looked like little explosions, like basic warfare. I was like going, okay, yeah, this is a good idea that we're not going by this. Well, you saw that from like so, from the sky. Wow. <laughs> from the sky because it's, it's dark and I, you know, I'm not sure if that was indeed battle or what have you. But when you're hearing that announcement and you see out there and you just see flashes and things going on out there on the ground, you know, way up high because it's, it was just like lots of flashes from the ground. I'm assuming that's what it was. Um, so took a little while, um, longer to get there. You know, we got in at about four in the morning and, um, got the rental car, and I will say right now that driving is super easy over there. This is probably the – if you've never been out of the country, as strange as it sounds, this is probably one of the best countries that you can visit for your first time as an American. Really? And the reason is is that the driving is exactly the same, um, although they use roundabouts more than they use four-way stops. And it's like three-lane roundabouts, but you get used to that really quick. Um, well, that, they have, the, the they sun, have those on the on the northeast. Those are pretty common. Yeah. So, this, so those are some places in the country. <laughs> this, the, all the signs are in English, as well as in uh, Arabic. And the other thing is, is most of the companies that are over there are all American companies. So there's Burger King, McDonald's, all that stuff. I found uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp House, I believe. Um, Texas de Brazil, just Texas Roadhouse chains that you wouldn't expect to be over there. Really weird. Wow. Uh, Joe's Crab Shack. It's it's Chili's, Applebee's. They're all there. They all just have modified menus. And it's super comfortable. Like if you're the type of person who's like, you know, I want to try and dip my feet in some like new type of stuff. But then you also want to kind of 
keep with the company that you know, you can definitely try that because the menus are a little bit different at each of these places. Huh. So what basically what you're saying is that uh, you you can have a little taste of home while you're there if you crave it. Because sometimes when you, yeah. you, when, you, when you travel to a distant land, you know, you're like, oh, man, I just, I just want a hamburger <laughs> or something, you know, that they have those things available to you. And also, um, English is like the second language that's spoken over there. And, you know, we had the radio on as I was driving. And um, primarily, I was listening to um, Arabic pop, which is kind of like a Bollywood type thing because it's there's something about, like driving in the middle of the desert and having that blasting, like, kind of puts <laughs> you in the mood. But sure. <laughs> we were finding all sorts of, like, you know, English radio stations with just for your top 20 that you would hear here and you would hear uh, like the shock jocks on the radio. Um, so, so the, wow. <laughs> so funny. The, the big problem that I had was that I printed up the directions first because they didn't have any GPS. And I was like, going, well, I printed up these directions. These should be good. Wow. You, you, well, printed, the direct- all, you printed all this stuff out at home and brought it with you? <laughs> yes, I printed directions between every single thing they did. And oh it turns out that they were all wrong. Oh, no. So <laughs> oh um, this hotel that was supposed to be 20 minutes away from the airport, we spent an hour and 45 minutes trying to find this thing. My wife is sitting there crying. Oh, and I'm no. like stressed out because we're in the middle of this area. And at this point, I didn't know what, like, how many people spoke English or anything. We're driving. It's five in the morning. I have no idea what's going on. Oh, my God. And I actually went to another hotel and they let me use their Wi Fi and I found it out. And, like, we are flipping out. And by the time we finally found the hotel, you know, we got some sleep. And I woke up after like three hours because I'm like stressed going, okay, how am I going to do this trip? Because. You know, I'm going, okay, well, how much is it going to be to add internet to my phone for, like, just for me? And it was going to yeah. be 75 bucks just for, like, two gigs worth of data. And you know that that's nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, especially, you know, for directions, it might not be – you might get there okay. But then I found out – I Googled – I found out that you can do a trick with Google Maps. Okay. That if you – if then this is good for everybody to know who's going anywhere – if you don't want to use um, turn your phone on for like data purposes to save money and just stay in airplane mode, you can actually download Google Maps, download a map of the area, and what will happen will be, and then you, what you do is you turn on your location and okay. say always on. Now, even if you're in airplane mode, it's still tracking your location, so it can still give you driving directions as long as you're in the area that you know of. And what you have to do is you have Weird. to, like when you're on Wi-Fi, I would type the places we were going to go to the night before. And I would say, okay, this is where we're going. And then I would just go to my favorites and it would give me step-by-step driving directions in real time as I was driving. It would say, turn right, take the second left, take the first right. As we were driving and knew where we were in it, there was a little dot. And then if uh, there was a road construction that happened and we had to go – or I went the wrong way or something, mm-hmm. it would reroute us. Really? So that, that – I, I wonder how they – I wonder how it knows who where you are without – It's without the being. location – for whatever reason, there's a location service where it still reads you um, even though you're in airplane mode. So that's probably how they catch so many criminals once in a while. <laughs> or, you know, whenever they catch somebody because of the locations, you know, the location is on. But it was incredibly helpful because otherwise I don't know how I would have done it. So this is a pro tip if you do not want to 
I mean, if you go anywhere, you can do this anywhere in the world. I'm not sure about China because there's no Google in China. Um, but you can preload your maps in, preload all the places you want to see, and um, be in airplane mode, and it will take you where you need to get to. Oh, well, that, that seems like a lifesaver <laughs> for you. On yeah. Trip. <laughs> also say that we were in the UAE, which is uh, United Arab Emirates, which is the whole area out there, uh, for about 10 or 11 days. And the rental car was only 170 bucks, which is really good. Initially, we we're going to try to do public transportation. I am so glad we drove because the roads and the driving was so easy. And I will say um, every theme park, the parking was free. I paid for parking at one place, which was just the Dubai Museum because it was such a small parking lot. Mm -hmm. And that's not I'm not even going to talk about the museum because it's just a historical museum. But just to show you, you know, people here who go to Disney World or Disneyland or what have you, and you're paying 25, 30 bucks for parking, you're paying nothing for parking. Literally nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. You are paying for it. So, you know, take a chance. This is well worth it. Um, also, our hotel that we had, we had uh, two hotels uh, because we switched to Abu Dhabi later on. And that's about an hour drive or so from Dubai. Um, we were staying at four and five star resorts. And the first hotel was 45 bucks a night. For a four-star resort, and then the five-star resort that we stayed at for uh, two nights in Abu Dhabi was only fifty bucks a night. Wow! So, even though the flight may be a little more expensive to get out there, um, you're going to make up for it on the back end. You know, like you're going to pay more up front, but then for hotel, car, you know, food, all that, you're going to be saving a lot of money, admissions, and all that kind of stuff. Um. So in every hotel room out there on the ceiling, and these are things that you're going to go, okay, well, I was starting to notice, like, you know, we're definitely not in the United States anymore. <laughs> on the ceiling, there are arrows that point to Mecca because of the high population out there mm. of people that um, that are Muslim and practice the so, religion. So and they need to know which direction to, to pray to. Is to pray in. Yeah, to yeah. pray in. Yeah. Exactly. And going along those lines, at random times, at most places, except for a couple, except for um, like Warner Brothers Park, uh, Ferrari World, and um, Parks Dubai, at random times, prayer music comes on very loudly. And this is like everywhere, in the malls, what have you, theme parks. Wow. Um, and it's just – it's kind of like one of those moments where you're like, whoa, this is strange. But yeah, everything's still operating. There are prayer rooms, but it's just to kind of like let people know, hey, this is your time. This is the time you have to do this if you are a practicing person in that religion. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a, one of those kind of just shockers when you're like in line for a ride and all of a sudden it just gets really loud and you're hearing Arabic chanting going on. Yeah, that that would probably catch me off guard <laughs> if that happened so, in the United States. <laughs> um, other things uh, to go on about is that um, all food out there has to be halal, which means there is no pork and no unclean animals. I'm not sure 100% what that means, but all the food has to be blessed. Therefore, if you eat at Burger King or McDonald's and you get bacon, it's going to be beef bacon or chicken bacon. There was only one place we found that had turkey bacon. 
Interesting. Um, that that said, they are not allowed to have anything that's that's unnatural. So you're getting more like the Mexican Coke than you're getting. Um, you don't get like American style Coke. You get the Coke with the real sugar because that's not allowed. So we noticed that the food quality was significantly better out there because there's a higher standard. And apparently from what somebody was explaining to us is that if you order like a chicken sandwich, that chicken had a little prayer said to him before he was killed. Hmm. And same with all the animals. Um, other aspects are that soda is very expensive over there. I'm talking like $4 a glass and there are no free refills because it's expensive to ship over there. Uh, it's all important. Uh, they don't have soda factories over there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, liquor does exist, but it's not advertised as easily as it is over here. You have to find like an American or European bar to find it because it goes against religions out there, the main religion out there. Huh. Um, so you're like, you know, over here, you know, like you go to like a Chili's or something like that. And the first thing you see is like, oh, they start talking to you about like the margaritas and their beers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, they don't do that over there. That's not a that's not a thing. You can get it, but you, it's specific restaurants that serve it. Um, couple other quick little points before we get into the theme parks and all the good stuff is that if you want water to drink, it's all, all the water that's there because you're going, well, where's this water coming from? Because it's the middle of the desert. It's all from the Gulf or the Persian Gulf and they have, they desalinate, uh, salinate the water. Um, apparently it is safe to drink, but nobody drinks it. So when you get your water at a restaurant or wherever, you're getting a bottle of water and they give you this giant bottle of water and you get charged for water with your meal. So there's no, there's no tap water. That's not a thing. You can't just say, you know what? I just want a glass of water. You're going to be paying for it every time. It's not too much, but it's just one of those things that, you know, like me, I'm going to drink three bottles of water a day. My wife's going to do probably two. So five bottles of water, two bucks, you know, uh, uh, or uh, five bottles of water at two bucks a bottle of water. That's 10 bucks times 10 days or whatever. That's an extra hundred bucks that we weren't expecting on spending. That's interesting. Yeah. It adds up. <laughs> and um, the other thing, and this is a very cultural thing is that over there, men are considered um, way above women. So, um, my wife is in a wheelchair. She can walk, you know, short distances. Mm-hmm. Um, so she can ride the rides and stuff like that. However, um, you know, I have to go through the wheelchair line with her because standing for a longer period of time is going to hurt her. But yeah, she can move on to a ride, but she can't like she can't stand for forty five minutes for the line if there was if there was a forty five minute line. Um, so when asked, you know, like when. In a normal case, like over here, they would say, hey, can you walk? Can you do this? They would ask me if she could walk. They would ask me what was wrong with her. They would ask me if she could do this. So this was everywhere over there. And it's I don't think it's just something that you get used to. But like if you are a person who 
is caught off guard, I could see where the wrong person or, you know, not the wrong person, but where somebody could easily go, excuse me, I could speak for myself. It's just that's yeah. not that's the culture over there. So um, if you go there hmm. and you're a woman and you go with the guy, even if he's just a friend, be prepared that you're going to be the one that the guy is going to be the one expected to answer for everything just because that is how the treatment of people is over there. Um, I think it's just a religion based thing. I didn't notice any oppression or anything over there. I think it's just a cultural difference over there than over here. Oh yeah. That's, that's interesting. I mean, <laughs> it, it's weird cause I don't know much about the, you know, on the ground day to day life of people living in that region of the world. So it's just little things like that. Like you just don't, you, you know, you wouldn't know unless you experience it really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have never expected that, you know, and the other thing with it is everybody goes, Oh, well that area is so rich because of oil. Well, yeah, it started off because of oil, but this area is huge. There are, so many different downtown areas of nothing but skyscrapers and all the skyscrapers look totally different and they're con they're still building them. we we would count each direction we would face. We would find no fewer than 15 cranes working on a new skyscraper in each area. And, um, wow. I think at this point, even if the oil were to dry up or something used, it has built up with so many people and so many other industries that it's its own thing now. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a, it's a really interesting area because it, it shouldn't exist in a way. It's like in the middle of nowhere, there's nothing really around it that most people would say, you know what, I'm going to vacation here and then check this out. You know, like, from um, Greece, it was like a seven or eight hour flight. That's a long flight to go there. And then yeah. to go to China, you know, the other group of people that tend to go over there, you know, you get Europeans and then you get people from um, China and Japan who go there. And that's still seven, eight hour flight. It's a long flight to check out this area in the middle of the desert where it's insanely hot and there is no... Um, natural drinking water and yet this is where the tallest skyscraper in the world is this is where the biggest buildings the most intense and oddest shaped buildings that you'll ever see and the most garish attractions i've ever seen are all in this area and it is a it's it's a technological marvel um there's no real way to describe it I mean, you were seeing the photos that my wife and I were putting up, and it's it's unreal. It, it shouldn't exist, but it does. <laughs> it's, it's odd. And uh, why do you think it's just because of oil money? Is that is that what it is? I think it started with oil money, but then it, you know everybody like okay, so you have everybody who moves to an area because of oil, and they're all working on oil, but then. You know, well, we need to have groceries and homes to feed these, you know, so these people who are working in oil have a place to stay and a a food to eat. And then they need restaurants because they're going to be hungry. And then that all starts building up and piggybacking on that until the point where, like, now they're having their own stuff. You know, like, why would we want to import clothing? We can make clothing here. We, why would we do this? So now they have all these other industries over there. Oil is still number one, but I really feel like you know there's so much other stuff going on out there that it's it almost could stand without it. I think. Interesting. 
Um, it's also, um, this is an area where um, they are apparently very, very friendly with immigration. If you wanted to move there, um, I talked to several people who were from the United States, like one person who was at a video game store in the mall, and he said, yeah, I'm from Wyoming. I was talking with him because it was clear that he had like a United States accent. And I said, so what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> what made you move here? And he said, well, in Wyoming, you know, you needed experience to get experience and to get a job. And they said to me, um, you know, this company I was working for said, you know, we can't promote you up any higher. And they said, but we do have ends with one of our sister companies. If you want to move to Dubai and you can get a job right there. And they sent him to the Dubai mall, which is one of the biggest malls in the world. And he is the general manager of a, of a, a video game or like not a video game, but like a comic book collectible and uh, anime store. Mm -hmm. And he said, now I'm getting all this experience. I'm the general manager. I would have never had this had I not gone over here because they are so welcoming toward people from all over the world. And I said, well, so are you going to go back? He's like, no, this is home now. Wow. I talked to several people, like, you know, one person from Minnesota who was a zookeeper, and she said, no, I'm never – I'll go back home for a couple months, but I'm I'm here for life now. That's so people – Interesting. So Americans are, are having a better quality of life in this region uh, of the world. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess if I could uh, – I mean, yeah, if I can do a quick digress, uh, digression, I guess if you get employed out there, every employer has to provide really nice health insurance for you. So – this girl I talked to who was a zookeeper, um, she told me that she broke her leg and she paid about equivalent of 15 U.S. dollars and she was completely taken care of and out and was fine. And that you pay your rents about the equivalent of U.S. $6,000, but that's for the entire year and it includes all your utilities and all that. And you get a month and a half of PTO and that they have a base living wage where you're basically they can't like she's like I'm living really well at this for um for the rate that she's paying if that makes sense like they they pay better out there okay they have they their minimum wage is higher than what we have and you also get you know tons of benefits and you get health care and all that stuff so they were saying that, you know, they love the food out here and that it's safer out there, even though you would think, oh, the Middle East, that always sounds so dangerous when you see it on the news. And they said that because of how the strike system works out there, uh, this girl who was a zookeeper, she was like 25 years old. She said that she walks down the streets all the time by herself at night and nobody's ever hassled her and everybody's just been super friendly. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, you would, ne you would never you would never think this. Yeah, it was just. It's really eye-opening when you see this. Wow. So, so um, yeah, that's kind of what you need to know is that just be prepared for um, just the most insane ode to excess that you will ever see in your entire life. Okay. And, More uh, than Las Vegas? It, <laughs> oh, it makes, it makes Las Vegas look wimpy. Wow. Uh, except there's no gambling. They don't allow any gambling out there because of religions. Um, although I feel like it will come at some point. Uh, so, yeah, there's that for you. So uh, should we start getting into all the things to do out there? Yeah, let's do it.
<laughs> okay, so actually, the first day, the first thing we did after we woke up after a few hours was we went to um, IMG Worlds of Adventure. And um, for those who don't know, this is the world's largest indoor theme park. Okay. Um, this building is huge. You can see it from, I would say, a mile away. And you you actually have to drive past the whole thing to get into it. And, um, there's a full on movie theater complex inside of it and all sorts of other things like there's, there's not other things, but it's kind of like when I went in there, let me, let me back up on this one. Um, (laughs) this bill. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to explain. Okay. So it's this giant building. And it, it looks like a Costco, but I would say 10 times the size of a Costco, maybe 15. I And I would say 50, 60 feet tall. Um, wow. I don't know if that's exaggeration or, or not. I'm looking at my wife to see how tall would you say that the IMG worlds of it. Four or five, but that one roller coaster we did was super tall. So it's maybe six or seven stories. And the thing is, it's just this giant, giant warehouse looking thing. And it's painted blue. And you can't really tell that it's an amusement park. You see the billboards. You go, okay, well, there's this is clearly one. And it's all indoors, except there is a roller coaster that starts outdoors or starts indoors and goes outdoors. So that kind of helps you go. I'm going to an amusement park. Like you can oh, see, you see the that. main roller coaster. Oh, okay, you see a little bit of something. <laughs> kind of like a, if you've ever been, like if you've ever been uh, to State Line Nevada, you know, you see the Desperado roller coaster or whatever it is, and it starts indoors for a second, and then you go outdoors. It's kind of like a. You mean the one in su- Prim? Prim, yeah, yes. Prim Nevada, yep. <laughs> State Line, whatever. Yeah. Um. So. There is a giant movie uh, movie theater complex in there, and you walk in. and I want to point out that all of these theme parks that we went to had no more than two or three hundred people there the whole day. Two or three hundred people. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the the listeners know that I sent James videos of the various parking lots we went to at park open or after park after the park was open. And we were like the only car in the parking lot or two other cars were sitting in the parking lot. And it's, it's unusual. Now this one had a few more cars to it because we went on the equivalent of their Saturday out there. And I think that the, that their days off are Friday and Saturday out there. So that's okay. their weekend. Um, so you go in and it's just this unassuming thing. You're going, okay, so what's going on? You walk into the building. Now I bought this thing called the go to buy card. And this is a card that you pay about 200, 240 bucks or whatever it is for. And you get three, the, for, I bought the three day one and it gives you admission into all sorts of various attractions. 
Uh, you can add, you can make it longer, shorter, whatever you need. Um, it costs more of you add more, et cetera. It right. includes restaurants like Rainforest Cafe as well, where you get like a, fr- a full on meal. So oh, wow. I did Rainforest Cafe one night and they gave us a three course meal. I did a, um, another restaurant at a mall. We did one where it was like, it's a traditional middle Eastern cuisine, like feast. And by feast, I mean, 14 or 15 different courses feast. Wow. For my wife and I, and it was included with the card. Um, so I highly recommend this if you go, because normally to go to IMG worlds of adventure, that's about 80 bucks. I looked this up earlier. So for two forty, you know, you pay that and then you still have, you know, two and a half days or however long you need, um, on this card. So you can, you know, use that for your food and go for all your other attractions that you want to see. So, so you got to um, get that card. Get, basically it's what you're saying. <laughs> when you, I'm <laughs> saying you got, you want to get the card and you, if you're going to, you know, like other things are included on that card that, um, we want to paying specifically extra for just because, uh, you can, you can add things on it, but it didn't make more financial, more financial sense because I've found coupons for some other things that made, uh, buying certain things online better than doing it with the card. But yeah, definitely get the go to buy card if you're going to go. Um, so you walk into this thing and it's kind of unassuming. Um, there, there's just like a little ticket counter and people, taking the tickets and you kind of walk in through like these walls and you're going, okay, you know, what is this? Let's see what this thing is. And you go behind the wall. Like you have to make a, like a quick little like right turn type thing through the wall. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're in this giant, you realize you're in like a whole nother world. It's like you have entered a Disney park and Mm -hmm. it goes as far as the eye can see. Um, you see roller coasters topped out on the sides. You see, um, just tall, like fake buildings inside of there. You see stores, you see restaurants, you see characters and they're primarily cartoon network based out there at this park for like their characters. They are also Marvel based out there. So you're seeing these characters like wandering and, you know, high-fiving and signing and stuff like that and taking photos with people. And it's like you've walked into like a Universal or Disney park that's entirely indoors. And that's crazy. (laughs) I, 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 there's something about it where it's just, it's so strange. Like I've never seen anything (laughs) like this because, you know, I've been to the Mall of America and there's a little theme park inside the Mall of America. Right. And this, this makes this place look – I mean it makes Mall of America look just dainty and tiny. And, you know, of course, me being the theme part now, I'm asking all these questions left and right. You know, I'm, I'm saying – so I'm asking people because I see so few people here. You know, there, this was the park that I actually think I saw the most people at. Wow. Um, and I'm, a, I'm asking the employees. I said so. You know, is everything okay? Because apparently they did. This park did file for bankruptcy earlier this year, and they got they got pulled they got pulled out of it, and they've actually doubled down on it, where they're they're building an, another theme park onto it. 
like another indoor theme park. <laughs> no, right, right. no, this one's gonna be this one's gonna be an outdoor theme park right next to it. From what I read, I read this yesterday, and there's it's going to be like a Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles are two of the ten properties and lands that they're doing. They're gonna make an even bigger one. Oh wow! And and they said, oh yeah, like what you see in here is. That's nowhere near all the room we have in this building to expand. Because, you know, you're oh, in this giant fill, oh, building. They didn't, they didn't fill it up is what you're saying. They didn't fill it up. They have tons wow. of room that you can't see because, you know, what you see is basically where areas are like where the rides stop. You just see like blackness. Like it looks like a black wall. And they're like, those aren't real walls. That comes down. And then there's a whole area for a, a whole new land and things like that back there. Wow. So you can't tell because you're in this giant building. You know, you have no idea. You've lost track of space and time. The whole ceiling <laughs> is basically almost looks like a black wicker basket. And I read online that that was to prevent uh, it, it's soundproofing. From what? So <laughs> for all the rides. So you don't hear them like running nonstop. Like and people screaming on the ride. So if you're in one area. You don't want to hear like picture being indoors, and if you have a cl- enclosed space and you have everybody screaming, it's going to bounce off the walls and it's going to be deafening in there. So it's soundproof wicker basket type material, like weaved across the whole ceiling. It's so hard to explain. It's like just the hardest thing. It's so hard. I can't even – if you Google IMG Worlds of Adventure ceiling, you'll kind of see what I mean. It's such a different idea, but they're doubling down. Like I w- This was actually the part that made me like say I need to go out here because I heard that this place was potentially going to be going under. Mm. And I knew that there was like giant awesome attractions here. And um, I had to see it from my, you know, with my own eyes. So the first thing you do is you walk into this area. It's called IMG Boulevard. Now picture Main Street. You know, it's all stores and all that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, one problem that this place has is that none of the merchandise is really like – in general, this whole area doesn't do merchandise well. It's generic stuff. Like it's a generic Cartoon Network thing. It's a generic Marvel thing. It doesn't say IMG Worlds of Adventure on there. Like they have like one or two shirts that you can buy with the logo on it, but it's not specific items. You get a magnet for the place. It's going to be a magnet of like a Powerpuff Girl, but it doesn't say anything. It's just going to have the character on it. So you have no idea where it was from. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's generic merchandise. Um. So. The only attraction on IMG Boulevard is a doozy, okay. and it's the Haunted Hotel, and this is so perfect for Creepy Kingdom, because what this is, it's the only thing I waited in line for the entire time, pretty much on the entire trip. Wow. And by waiting in line, I mean... I waited 25 minutes for it. <laughs> you guys all hate me hearing this, but I'm telling you, you 
all need to plan your trips to go out there. I do not see these lines getting any longer <laughs> for any of this. I I can't picture it. I will say that Dubai, they're advertising next year. They're having the World's Fair from uh, next, I believe, October until the following April. So uh, October 2020 through April 2021. So I think that, honestly, all these places are banking that that's going to bring a wave of tourism to the area. Because these places are so empty. There is nobody there. There's people running all the rides. There's people dressed like the characters. There's people running the shops and the restaurants. There are more employees there than there are guests. And that's for every single park that we went to. That's so crazy. I don't know how they exist. (laughs) It's just nuts. And the fact that they're building onto them actively is even weirder. Because they're like going, um, you know, the normal, like a normal person, if this was a normal company, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to go slow my roll right now and try to figure out, you know, like, can I market this a little bit better? You know, can I add something a little bit smaller than a massive new e-ticket ride? So, um, we're going to talk about the, uh, haunted hotel. Yeah. What and is, what this is was, this? this is something that my wife refused to do, um, because she is not a walkthrough haunted house person at all. And this is a giant, like, it's just, it's like right back when you walk into it, you see this giant facade of this hotel and it kind of looks like a castle meets a hotel monstrous. And it's an indoor or it's all indoor. Um, it's a walkthrough <laughs> attraction. And my wife also in a wheelchair, I didn't want to, she didn't want to be pushed through it. And so of course I'm like in this line by myself. Um, this was not the first thing I did, but I'm just kind of doing it by land just to kind of give an idea. This is more near the end of it, but mm-hmm. I'm in with all these girls and they're all wearing their, their burkas and their um, jeeves. I forget. I forget the name of the word. I'm, I'm blanking on it, but they're, they're traditional garb. They're all wearing their traditional garb. Okay. And they're all, you know, Snapchatting themselves, freaking out on it. And I'm like, okay, well I'm standing here by myself and I'm sticking out like a sore thumb. And they let us into the hotel. I'm like going, okay, this is great. Here we go. And no, we're in another pre-show area where they divide us up again. And, you know, we're waiting in this for 15 minutes and we're just kind of in this library type area and nothing happens. And they're basically letting like groups of like seven or eight people in at a time. And they're letting them in every, I would say, four minutes or so. So it's a very slow move. Because and the nice thing with this is, you know, you've been to Halloween Horror Nights and things like that where, you know, it's just basically you're just walking, marching in a line through yeah, the, the area. Line. Yeah, You're in the conga line. No, here they're, you know, dividing it up where you're going in in such a slow rate, like in a, such small groups that um, you, uh, you're going to get all the good scares and the best scenes. So... I get in there. Um, I finally get in and I'm with these, this group of like these girls and I'm behind them and they, they show this video about what's going on and it's in English, but there's um, Arabic subtitles and I, it's something about like you're in the hotel and will you be able to, you know, you can check out, but you can't leave type thing, like almost like a hotel California, but it's like creepy. 
And then this guy full on comes in and starts chasing you with a chainsaw to get you to the next area. Nice. Now, these rooms are all totally unique in the fact that um, uh, they're wide. It's almost like the size of like a living room and you're encouraged to explore the space. It's not like you're like stuck. You know, in a you, you basically have to follow a line. You're able to like walk around and kind of see what's going on. Okay. And um, and then there was a handler, and they basically said, "Okay, you." They basically pointed like at me and like these six girls, and then there was a another group of I think like five people, and they actually split you up in the middle of it. So there's different paths to take. And. Um, all of a sudden these girls are like now hanging on me and screaming, uh, you go first. And I'm like, okay, cool. And you know, we're going through uh, butcher areas and you know, this guy is coming at us with like a meat hook and stuff. And these girls are screaming and I'm like, um, this, and this guy is like hacking somebody up and I'm like actually like cheering him on going, yeah, you do that to her. Uh, <laughs> Being just this this weird, it's just like such a strange concept because you can interact with these people. It's kind of almost like the Dark Horizon thing, you know, yeah. uh, that I talked to on how like this is like the new style of haunt. And these people are all hanging on to me and we're going from room to room and there's like a mirror room and things like that. And it's gory. And um, I can't really, this was the first thing I was running on like maybe three hours of sleep. Uh, I just remember it was like a six minute haunt, five or six minute haunt. And, um, with some very good, clever scares. And of course I'm leading the way and I'm actually, um, basically going, Oh no, I'm actually like taunting them going, Oh, I know that you're going to be right over here. (laughs) And, these girls are like, no, don't call them out. I was like, I know he's right there. And of course he comes out and, um, I knew that the exit was coming because I could kind of see like the light of the gift shop because it exits into a gift shop. Okay. So I went first as these girls are being like, basically like chased by this ghoul, and I hide behind, um, one of the, uh, like in caps as some, display of like whatever stupid merchandise that they're selling as these girls are running out i fly out and scream at them and these girls like have a heart attack so uh, <laughs> apparently this wow. is a theme Brittany was like oh nope, that's my husband and it's kind of like the theme is i'm gonna i apparently like to torture people in other countries and freak them out more than they were freaked out in the haunt. <laughs> I like because to torture people that. in other countries. That's your, <laughs> that's your motto. <laughs> that's my motto. Well, I did that over in China, over at, uh, over at uh, Happy Valley, you know, like where I was like hiding in the haunt to scare them. So um, all these girls thank me. Um, it was extremely gory. Um, it was way more intense than I was expecting for this area. So I was like, this is awesome. Um, and it's really nice, of course, to see a permanent haunted house that's, you know, set up um, year round with live actors open every day. Wow, Especially at a place that, you know, most people have never even heard of. Yeah, it seems like a lot of effort for not a lot of people experiencing it right? <laughs> to have a haunt well, running <laughs> like that. You see, and 
And yeah, there were a lot of people. It's not like there were a ton of people online. There were maybe, you know, 60 people online. This is pretty much where everybody was hanging out. But it's just, it's such a slow moving process that, uh, you know, you can't tell. Now, there were a couple buses. So, you know, I'm not sure exactly what the count was. It could have been six or 700, but this place is so big that it felt like, you know, felt like that. So um, I will say the Haunted Hotel, absolutely awesome. Um, so there are three lands in this area. One is Cartoon Network, one is called Lost Valley, and one is Marvel. So what would you like to know about first, James? <laughs> well, um, Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. Let's get the elephant out of the room with the fact that there's a Marvel land not in a Disney theme park. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm really yeah. curious on why that is happening. <laughs> yeah, we get. Yeah, let's talk about this. Okay, so I want to point out that um, there was supposed to be a Universal Park out there, and as you know, that Islands of Adventure has a Marvel area on the whole left side of the park is almost entirely Marvel. Well, no, before Toon Lagoon, it's all Marvel. Yep. Um. I will also point out that on a future episode, not this time, but at Parks Dubai, at Motion Gate, they have a whole DreamWorks area with Kung Fu Panda, How to Train Your Dragon, Shrek. I'm going to go and get into that on a different episode because there's a lot to unpack on that. I don't think Universal can ever come out here or could ever go out there because they've lost all of their properties. Well, um, yeah. that they normally use. That's true. Especially, you know, well, well, DreamWorks, um, well, Universal bought DreamWorks in the past few years, but you're right. Um, but obviously, but, yeah, Marvel I mean, is clearly part of Disney, but it wasn't when uh, it went on Islands of Adventure was, was built. So it's, it's curious. But this park, it, that it, that this park was built in 2016, though. Yeah, that's what's so odd about it. It's like 2016. I mean, that was like full – fledged marvel time you know like you know like you know you know that's when you know 20 you know the 15 50 you know that's the time when those movies became like juggernauts so it's really bizarre i mean i guess disney just has no plans of um of building a, a park in this area <laughs> i actually think that they do i think what's going on as i'm going to get on into another tangent and my wife and i discussed this I think that there's a Florida project going on over there. I th- there are so many vast areas of land, mm-hmm. and there are so many theme parks. I'm convinced that they already own the property out there, and it's kind of like under a shell name. Mm-hmm. And then in the event that they decide to build, they can easily do it, and it would be something like this. It would have to be like an IMG Worlds of Adventure or any of these other parks that are primarily indoors. It can be done. But it's just because it gets so hot. You know, you almost want to build entirely indoors. I think what they're doing is they're seeing what all these other parks do and learning the lessons from these parks. Wow, makes sense. And then what's the worst case scenario? It doesn't get built and then uh, they sell the land and they still make a nice little profit. Right. Yeah, I guess that might be you might you might be onto something. I mean, I, we haven't heard any rumblings, but who knows what's going on? <laughs> also, I will say that there is a high Disney presence out there. The radio stations play a ton of Disney music. Uh, they don't have a Disney store, but they there are Disney presences in a ton of stores, like more than over here. 
So I'm almost wondering if they're trying to creep the um, the company or the branding into the culture to kind of see how people react to it. So uh, hard to say, but that's kind of what we were theorizing, uh, you know, going, man, this would be, it would also be a thing that I think would, if they built a Disney out there, it would definitely revitalize that area. It would get more people to go to all these other parks because kind of like, you know, you go to, you say you're going to go to Walt Disney World. Or you're definitely going to go to Universal while you're going to it. You know, <laughs> it, right. it becomes, it's not about the four days that you do Disney. It's about the week that you're doing all the stuff. So I think that, and I hope that they build one because I absolutely love the area. Um, so I don't know when the deal with Marvel was finalized, honestly. It could have been in talks beforehand. It may have been something where it was an existing contract from, you know, when did Disney formally buy Marvel? Oh, man. Um I don't know off the top of my head. I feel like um, it was around 2009, 2011, like somewhere in that time frame is my so, you know, recollection. Is it, is it possible that some deals were inked before, uh, you know, like yeah. was it a deal that – or was it possible that Universal had the deal and the rights to the theme park? You know, because they, they started building a Universal out there and then they stopped when the recession hit in 2008. Is it possible that there was going to be a Marvel land out there? They had the rights to it. They sold their rights to IMG Worlds of uh, Adventure and said, okay, well, look, we're not building a Universal out here anytime soon, so you guys can have these rights, you know, for the right price. You know, what, was there a shell game that happened there? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it seems like, yeah, there's a lot of gray area where anything could be possible. And the versions, the versions of the characters are all the, all they're the comic book versions of the characters, right? Just like they that, look uh, more realistic. Universal. Yeah. They're more like universal. So that makes me wonder how this was done because when you go into the Marvel area, it looks like the universal area uh, or the Marvel area of universal. Like the str- like the city streets inside this place look the same. So you know, my wife was of course going. I wonder if there were some schematics that they were given. You know, if it was like a, hey, you know, we'll sell you some ideas um, that we were going to do for uh, Universal Dubai with the rights. You know, if there was some sort of trade off that was given. I have no idea. There's no way for me to really figure this out. You know, I guess I, I guess I could have asked, but unfortunately, uh, I'm back in America. I'm not going to make the phone call right now. No, I mean, whatever. This is a minor point. Let's get to the rides. So, it's a minor, it's a, okay, yeah, it's a minor point. But uh, okay, so this area it looks just like Universal. It looks like Islands of Adventure, the whole Marvel area. Um, there are characters roaming the streets. There are, you know, like. TVs on with news about different crimes going on, That's and the awesome. first ride that we hit was Avenger was Avengers Battle of Ultron, and what this is, this is Spider Man. This is their version of Spider Man. Oh, cool! And you're in a motion based vehicle. I want to add that almost every ride out here that was a dark ride or motion based is trackless. So we're getting like this mm. whole big deal about oh Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is going to be a trackless ride and the 
Star Wars Rise of the Resistance is trackless. Everything out here is trackless. It's like they paid for a system and they said, okay, we got this. And it's at all the theme parks, trackless everywhere. Wow. So it's interesting on how like this is such a crazy new, exciting uh, technology that's like people are so stoked for over here. And it's like you can ride on a trackless vehicle like five times at each park, you know, five different <laughs> vehicles. So um, the Avengers ride, um, I remember that the Hulk throws you. Um, that you're battling Ultron and it's set up very much like Spider-Man meaning or Transformers, meaning you go like through practical sets to a screen, you know, different things happen, you know, you get hit with water, you feel air gusts based on what's going on. Iron Man, you start falling and Iron Man catches you, all that kind of stuff. Um, it wasn't particularly memorable, but it was also, um, it was also, but I remember it was really good. I remember that we really enjoyed it, but it was pretty much just what you would expect an Avengers ride to be. You know, here comes Thor. In this version, Thor flies. I don't remember Thor ever flying in the movies. Do you know if he does? Um, somewhat. Yeah, like um, he yeah, like, uh, I, yeah, he flies. Not like it's it's something to do. He has to have have his hammer in his hand though. It's based on oh, the okay, hammer. Okay, so he can. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, he flies and he you know catches your vehicle and puts you in safety and you're in a battle with Ultron and there's full on fire effects like you know fire flies out ever and there was like little explosions and things like that. It's a really cool attraction and it's basically the next version of um, Transformers. I would say it's a step up above Transformers. Um being that it's a newer version of that. Hmm. Um, it was incredibly solid. I just wish I remembered more. And that's where the being on three hours of sleep and trying to navigate a city, unfortunately, that was one of the problems where that we had with this first park was a lot of it. Kind of, it was also the very first thing that we did there. So we hit so many other things that, you know, some memories kind of fall to the wayside a little bit. Well, I mean, you summed it up. It's a <laughs> Avengers versus a Transformer. So. Yeah, so, it's a motion based ride. Yeah, so that, that yeah. sounds like pretty quality. That seems like a like a headliner attraction there. <laughs> yeah, and it was about six minutes long or so, I would say. Yeah. Um, the next attraction that's in the area, and unfortunately, it was closed because this is something that I was kind of looking forward to. It's called Hulk Epsilon Base 3D, and what this is, it. I read about this um, picture an IMAX screen that wraps entirely around you. Mm-hmm. Now you're seating, you're sitting in like a theater seat and you are buckled in and you're all sitting in a circle facing each other. You have 3d glasses and you're in the middle of the battle with Hulk. So picture a star tours meets circle vision thing. So as like the Hulk jumps from thing from side to side, the whole theater spins and your your seat moves along with it. So like you'll move 180 degrees in your seat, and apparently like water sprays at you, and there's other effects. It's the only attraction like this in the world, and of yeah. course it was broken the day I was there. Oh wow! Um, if you if you can picture that idea, you know, like so you're all sitting in a circle, and then your seat like spins around so you can see another angle. Um, but you're going with everybody else. So like if the Hulk 
you know, throws the theater and picks you up and spins you, you're flying like a Frisbee and you're all like spinning around in a giant circle. Well, that seems like fun or really disorienting maybe, but (laughs) but fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I honestly can't tell. (laughs) I haven't done it. I know I'll be going back there um, one day, especially if there's ever a Disney park built there, which I'm 100% convinced that it is going to be announced within the next few years. I am highly, it's just, the market is so good for it um, because of the land and where it's located, honestly, as well. Right. Well, even before that may or may not happen, it seems like, this is uh, you might we might see something uh, like this in a new attraction uh, stateside, if it's a new you know ride system. Yeah, you know, and it, I have no idea. Um, I would have to ride. I honestly wish I could have wrote uh, written it to see how disorienting it really was. Uh, it's hard to say, mm-hmm. you know. I um. Looking at the photo of it, it looks like it could be really sick. It could be really fun. I have no idea. Um, the other ride that we we willingly skipped in this area, there were two that we willingly skipped. One was just called the Avengers Flight of the Quinjets, which is just Dumbo. Like oh, okay. Avengers Dumbo. So I was like, yeah, I can skip that. And then the Thor Thunderspin. Um, like do you know what a <laughs> no. Do you know what a top spin ride is? No, what is what is that? Uh, where you're all sitting in a row, and you have an overhead harness, and the row is like thirty people across, mm-hmm. and it lifts you up, and then it spins you. Have you ever seen hammerheaded knots? Yeah, oh, no, you're saying it's it's basically like stadium seating, but then you you get flipped like upside you down. You get flipped, and it drops you, and then you know they shoot water at you, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, this one's all themed to Thor. Um, I was feeling really out of it, so I decided to skip that. So, yeah. um, but the next ride was probably the most intense ride that we did the entire trip, called wow. Spider-Man: Doc Ock's Revenge. And what this is, it is very short ride, meaning that there's only one train on the track at once. It is a spinning roller coaster themed to Spider-Man. And you would think, okay, well, that's probably, that seems like, you know, primeval world. Yeah. N- no. This is steep drops, um, very aggressive turns, almost flipping you as you're spinning the whole time, going through the city streets, um, and you're seeing Spider-Man and people in the windows, and they're, like, pointing at you going, oh, look, there he is. And you're chasing after a villain. It is a themed roller coaster where you're chasing after somebody as you're swinging web to web. But the ride made me so sick that I was like, oh, my gosh, I can never do this again. Like, not on this trip. This is going to be like a one every trip type ride. Wow. This is not something that it's. Yeah, I'm looking at a video super... of it right now. <laughs> oh, you found the video of the Spider-Man Doc Ock. Yeah, Oxford. Yeah. yeah, I just Googled it. Yeah. Uh... Sometimes they spin, sometimes they don't. It's all up to gravity, it looks like. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you know, um, the other thing I want to point out, um, that these rides, I mean, I'm 250 pounds. Uh, I'm a, a bigger dude. Um, a lot of these rides, I was barely squeezing in. I did not get denied any rides except for one, which I'll get into later. Um, but it was such a ridiculously low weight requirement that um, 
you know, most Americans couldn't do it. Um, but you know, if for people who are significantly, um, larger, you know, it would be one of those things like, um, you may want to, um, cut back on the soda for a couple months beforehand if you want to ride these rides and, and, uh, have a couple more salads instead of fries, not to be mean. It's just like, you know, I was struggling to ride some of these. And if you're like, I'm going to travel all the way over here, you know, I, I would be remiss to say that these rides are completely built for American bodies. So, gotcha. um, uh, I didn't eat in Marvel, but all the restaurants, look good the food looked good you know there was a shawarma place there's a chinese place and it's all authentic looking food so uh anyway uh there are two areas left to this park which are lost valley and cartoon network so james where are we going awesome let's pause all right we're back all right so i might so where are we going next we had to choose between the lost valley and the cartoon network so lost valley is uh Non-IP. Dinosaurs and Cartoon Network. Yeah, okay. Yeah, non-IP yeah. or IP. So which way do you want to start with? Uh, I mean, <laughs> let's just yeah. let's go with the uh, Lost Valley or, or the dinosaur. Okay, <laughs> so this is the main area of this park. This is incredible. Um, it's like you're wandering into Jurassic Park. The... Uh, there are animatronics everywhere and they're all working and they're all screaming at you of different dinosaurs. <laughs> and in fact, I'm like looking at a picture right now and I don't even remember seeing the giant crocodile in the water. And I'm sure it was there. It's just, there's so many ways to walk through here. Um, so this is like the back part of the park. But they said that this isn't the true back. You just can't see it because, you know, this is where the walls are currently. Um, so all dinosaur-based attractions. So the first attraction here is the Velociraptor. And this is a roller coaster. This is the one that you can see outside. This is a high-speed launch roller coaster that takes you through the desert. But it starts inside and you actually get, like, some animatronic dinosaurs at the beginning, like a little dark ride portion. Oh, nice. Beforehand. Um the only real qualm, and I'll say that the roller coaster was smooth. It had a really neat layout with like a bunch of dives and twists and stuff like that and flips. The big problem is is that there is a dinosaur scene on a screen to the right of you, where you're like watching a scene before the roller coaster takes off, and the roller coaster then takes off. Well, your head should not be facing to the right to see what's going on. With a uh, giant launch. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was my big problem is I'm wondering, like, you know, if somebody didn't know, or if, you know, you were taking a kid on this ride and they didn't know what a launch or goes was like, that could actually hurt somebody. I kind of felt like that almost seemed to be a projection above the ride instead of to the side. But that's a minor, minor um, qualm. But it is really good. Um, other attractions there include a dino carousel, which obviously I did not do. <laughs> um, if you Google or if you're, if you can Google this, look at the adventure fortress at the lost Valley. This is the kitty play area with 50 foot tall slides. Once again, I am way too tall to be doing this, <laughs> but, 
Um, you did it anyway. <laughs> it's no, I they won't let me. They won't let me do it. But it was like the best children's playground I've ever seen. Um, we actually ate dinner here, or I, I, it was lunch at Carnivore Hut, and that was Wingstop. They had a Wingstop inside this, and um, the wings actually tasted better, and it was very cheap. Um, there's also an Indian buffet in there if you're in the mood for Indian food. Um, there are a ton of people from India that visit Dubai. Like that is like half the tourism. So just one of those, uh, just kind of like uh, just showing you the different cultures that go there. Interesting. Um, but they have two more huge rides that we need to get into. One is called Predator, and that is a dive coaster. If you're familiar with a dive coaster. Is that like um, lean, it's like a lean over and then the release? Yeah, where it holds you there and releases. Yeah. And if you if you've ever been to like Knott's Berry Farm, which I know you have, or other places like that, it's one where the drop tends to go below, like it's up beyond ninety degree drop. Where you know you go up straight vertically, like on Rip Ride Rocket over here in Florida, and then when you drop, it holds you, but you actually like duck below the track a little bit so you're doing like a 95 like an 85 degree or 95 degree drop i forget i'm i'm not able to do it but it's beyond vertical okay uh very quick roller coaster uh few loops very smooth really nice lots of fun you know there's photos and all that good stuff um uh that they take of you uh obviously i didn't buy it but the main attraction of the entire img world's adventure is next Okay. And that is called Forbidden Territory. And what this is, it is the dinosaur ride from Animal Kingdom, but the next version of it. Wow. And or, you know, for those of you in California, Indiana Jones Adventure, you get in the same exact vehicle. If you Google Forbidden Territory, Lost Valley, uh, IMG Worlds of Adventure, you'll see the vehicle. And you go in through Jurassic Park-style doors on this. And the whole point is you're going into the Lost Valley to retrieve dinosaur eggs. Where on the right dinosaur, you're going back in time to rescue the dinosaur. So it's kind of like the same premise. Right. Uh, You know, you're going back there to rescue um, the eggs. The big thing with this ride is that the ride is seven minutes long, they told me. And there are more animatronics on this ride than anywhere else in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. You And they're all incredibly well done. And for those of you who have been on Dinosaur, um, Dinosaur is very jerky, as is this ride. Although this ride doesn't really have any areas with speed because it's kind of done in a small space. But Dinosaur is primarily in the dark where they kind of like flash lights on the dinosaurs. Yeah. There's a lot of empty space in, in dinosaur. (laughs) This is entirely lit. And there is a point with the first dinosaur, one of the first dinosaurs you get to, which is a brontosaurus or brachiosaurus or one of those sauropods where you're looking at these two sauropods and they are huge. You know, I'm talking 30, 40 feet tall. Wow. And one of them, and they're, they're fully articulated. And one of them stands on its hind legs to reach for a branch. And extends its neck 
and goes up like it's like an extra 10 15 feet it's whatever the height of the building is this thing stands on its tail and it does this all day long it's probably just like a basic crane maneuver but it's super effective when you're looking at this it it's insane uh, it's one of the best animatronics i've ever seen wow. and it's dinosaurs left and right and what this ride does is it doubles back on itself basically meaning the vehicle will face one thing and then it'll back itself up and then go to another corner of the same room so you can see the scene there because they don't have a ton of room for this ride they uh, because they we're leaving more room to build things so you get this really long complicated indiana jones adventure ride that doesn't have a ton of speed there's a couple of screen parts but you get more animatronics and more crazy scenes with like being splashed by water and things like that throughout this ride. I could not believe how amazing this ride is. And this ride alone, Forbidden Territory, is worth the trip to the UAE alone. <laughs> wow. Well, on top of there, there's a bunch of other things that are major bonuses. But I would say, uh, I mean, there were better rides that we went on. But like just this alone was like enough that I was like sold going... I made a great decision by coming here and um, it's super exciting. Um, If you don't ever think you'll go over to the UAE, if that's just the thing that you're like, I don't feel comfortable getting there or health wise, it's not a good thing. You owe it to yourself to watch a video of this ride because it is so well done. And so exciting. And the whole thing is in English. And I need to reiterate to everybody once again, every ride here, we walked directly on. That's so so bizarre. <laughs> and it, every ride we walked on. Um, and there is a point where going to theme parks um, with very few people, it actually kind of gets a little weird. Because everybody's like watching you and trying to get you. Are they going to come over here? Are they going to eat here? And you're going, man, there's probably so much food waste <laughs> that happens here. Yeah. And, you know, other parks we went to, this one didn't have very many characters that were walking around. But some of the other parks had characters walking around and were like, God, um, we're the only people that are meeting these poor people who are standing in the desert sun <laughs> wearing these outfits. So, um, you know, if you ever have wondered what it would be like to go through a crazy super well done queue and be the only person in there and be able to take photos and look at everything and read all the fine details. This is where you go. And it is incredible. So forbidden territory, hands down the best thing at Lost Valley or at IMG worlds of adventure. Um, so that is forbidden territory. That is that area. Okay. It, or sorry, Lost Valley. It is (laughs) um, incredible. Um, the last area is Cartoon Network, and there's only three lands there. And the reason for that is because the park only opened up in 2016. You know, they have room for plenty more, and they're building more theme parks. So, um, you know, when I go back again, there's going to be a lot more to do. And that's, and, you know, they're actively building at all these parks. So, um I feel like this is going to be an area I'm going to go back to every four or five years or so uh, because it'll always be different. So Cardin Network, they have a lazy town kids area that was no interest of mine. Um, a Ben 10 5D hero time attraction, which is like mm-hmm. Shrek 40. 
Oh, just a show, um, like a movie, 3D movie. It's a shaking, shaking movie. We didn't see it because a lot of these like 40 movies, they only would show like once an hour, and they would say, "Well, no, it's a 20 minute attraction. Shall we? It's only only show it once an hour to not like so we can fill up the the theater a little bit more than like you know doing a whole 20 minute movie for four people. You know, mm-hmm. um, several attractions in general at all these places didn't open up until like with the park opening, some of these park, some of these attractions wouldn't open up for a couple hours later. So just in general with everything that I'm going to talk to you guys about over the next few episodes, know that if you get there when it opens um, and you think, okay, well, cool, there's nobody here. I can fly through this in two or three hours. You may have to wait a few hours for other attractions to open when they know that the park gets more crowded because they don't want to waste the labor. Um, so there are three attractions that we did do at Cartoon Network. The first one is worth the video of called the Powerpuff Girls Mojo Jojo's Robot Rampage. Yeah, that's and a, this wasn't a, so that's the one you you, you guys sent video of, <laughs> and and Brittany had commented like I thought we were going on a Powerpuff Girls uh, Dumbo Dumbo. Yeah, <laughs> and what happened was when we went on this ride, we didn't know what this ride did because there was nobody riding it. Oh, so, so you didn't it, see it in action before. We didn't see it in action. It looked like it was, you know, like there's an overhead harness. So I figured it was going to flip. I don't know why Brittany did not think it was going to flip because an overhead harness usually means you're, you're either flipping or you're tilting. What I didn't realize was how aggressive this thing was. And you're riding in hollowed out Powerpuff Girls. And um, it is fast mojo jojo is screaming at you the entire time i'm not a powerpuff girls fan so i don't know much about it but i will say um this was actually the first thing we did and that was a heck of a way to get us in the mood going okay wow they don't mess around with their rides over here um the other two attractions were the amazing ride of gumball uh, I don't know, know much is. about it's Gumball, it's some Cartoon Network show. But what it is, it's basically Toy Story Midway Mania, where you're shooting at objects that have come to life. The problem with it is, it's primarily just screen based. Um, it's Midway Mania. You know, you're wearing 3D glasses. It was fun. It, the problem that I had with the ride was that the sound was really off, and I don't think it's supposed to be like that. I think they were having like technical issue uh, difficulty, so it was really hard to kind of figure out what the point of the ride was and um but it was worth doing i mean it's a walk-on you walk on it and you know what's worse it's gonna happen you're not going to enjoy yourself for five minutes <laughs> right you roll um, the dice <laughs> you roll the dice and then the last ride which was really good it's an adventure time themed ride and i don't know anything about adventure time except for the that uh the guy who does the voice of bender from Futurama does the voice of the dog and um, what this is is basically Peter Pan, but throughout the whole Cartoon Network area, where you're riding in a giant hollowed-out Jake, who I guess is the dog, and um, you kind of get an aerial view, like Tomorrowland Transit Authority TTA version of uh, Peter Pan, kind of like where you're going through the land, mm-hmm. and you kind of see um, you like you can see the ride wherever you are, but there are show scenes where you go into buildings that you can't see, you know, from the ground, you have to ride the ride to see them. Right. And they're very elaborate show, show scenes with like animatronics. And a lot of them are more static figures. that have like limited movement, but 
it's still pretty good. It was a long ride. Um, I would recommend it. So uh, right that is I that is IMG Worlds of Adventure. We probably spent about four hours there. Uh, <laughs> Total? Or you uh, mean during this podcast? <laughs> yeah, during the podcast. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, hey yo. Um, no total. Like um, it, we did it very quickly, um, and we did everything we needed to do. The only thing that I really missed was the thing that was closed and that uh, Ben Ten show. But I have no atta- you know, no attachment to Ben Ten, so that was one of those things. I was like, eh, we'll skip it. All right. Well, that's these four hours. You banged everything out. <laughs> and you ate food too, right? <laughs> yeah, we ate food. We banged everything out. I did. A, I I want to say I did the Lost Valley ride a second time. I don't really remember. Um, but you know, it's one of those things like, hey, you can really, especially with the Go Do Buy card. You know, you have this thing for. We had it for three days, so we're like, cool. Let's knock out more stuff. And you know, you can, especially with you know, doing a whole theme park in four hours or so. You're now going, okay, cool. I can now do like three more attractions today. And by the time the day is over, you've already like paid for your card. Oh, wow. Yeah, makes sense. So uh, I'm going to go over very quickly a few other little attractions to do. And then next time on the next show, uh, I'll go over the Dubai parks and resorts where it's four, like three theme parks and a water park all in one property like Disney World. Um, so, um, we went to the Atlantis, uh, hotel out there where they have a giant water park, including water slides that go through shark tanks. Ooh. So, um, if you enjoy, uh, I will say that the water park is very, very, very nice. They have a full on lazy river complete with rapids in various areas so you can't get too lazy on it because uh, you'll get like 30 seconds of water slide adventure and then you know you kind of mellow out for about four or five minutes and then here's another rapid area and stuff like that um i unintentionally did a water slide where we climbed up to the top of it and have you ever seen those water slides where they have the capsule yeah, where you stand inside of it and it drops you. The coffin drop. <laughs> the coffin drop. So my wife and I, my wife did this, and I was going, "Are you sure you want to do it?" And she didn't realize what she was doing. Us, and I knew what we were walking to. And I've never done one of these before. I said, "Screw it, you only live once." And um, says the guy that jumped out of a I, plane. Sure, you're going to do a capsule yeah. drop. <laughs> and not only is this a capsule drop, this was a capsule drop into an aqua loop. Oh my god! I I, I would if never. If you know what that is, that is a looping water slide. Yeah, I would never do those. Those are like, like my claustrophobia fears. Is <laughs> well, what they actually have is um, they show at the top of the loop. There's a little hatch that they can pull you out of in case you get stuck. Oh, they show you that. Oh. <laughs> okay. You can see it. They and they have a sign saying, "If you get stuck in the aqua loop, do not panic. We will be right there to pull you out." Wow. <laughs> so that's kind of kind of creepy, but I will say Atlantis incredibly pretty. Um all the all the water slides are in like giant pyramid like Mayan pyramids and stuff. Um not too much creepy going on there, but well worth it. And plus the water slide with a slow lazy river through a shark tank is very uh kind of disturbing actually when you're in it and you see them like surrounding you and you're swimming with them. So it's kind of a neat 
attraction. There's also a neat um, aquarium there. Um, and these are all things that are included in that Go Dubai card, by the way. So you can go water sliding with this. You can see this aquarium that only took like 30 minutes to see, but it's very pretty with this thing. That's awesome. Um, we also did the Burj Khalifa, which is the world's tallest building, also included in that card. And you get to go to the 126th story of a 151-story building. And um, that itself is incredibly creepy because you are standing on the ledge or you're standing outside and you see everything below you. And you go up in this elevator to the top of this building, which is the world's tallest building. You don't actually, it's called at the top, but you don't actually go to the very top. You only go to the 126th story. And um, the elevator gets you up there in about 45 seconds. Wow. <laughs> and this is, this, this, is attached to a mall. Almost everything is attached to a mall. There are malls everywhere. When we went to the Grand Mosque, Dubai, which is just like a traditional heritage site, but it's very pretty. I joked with my wife. I said, I'll bet you that we'll eat at a um, McDonald's or something. We'll, we'll find McDonald's and we'll eat at the McDonald's inside the mosque. There was no McDonald's inside the mosque. However, we did eat at the Cinnabon. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm just, you know, everything is giant malls with all sorts of crazy attractions. Um, so Burj Khalifa, awesome. Um, there's a boat ride at the fountains that's included with the card and the boat, the fountains are bigger than the ones at the Bellagio. Um, so it's the world's largest fountain show at night. And the whole Burj Khalifa lights up and goes and uh, like does a, a light show. This whole area is an ode to excess. Um, another thing that we did that was included in the card, or should I say I did, was called Hysteria. And that is a walkthrough haunt for yourself. Like, and I was the only person who did it. I went into this haunt by myself. Wow. And the whole time, um, you know, there are live actors. And this is included with the card. And there were probably seven or eight live actors, and they had great ways to come out. And there, one guy had like a whip and was pushing me through, although I wanted to see the scenes a little bit longer, but they didn't want me to stay in there. And it was super loud and super creepy with uneven surfaces. And I will say without too many spoilers, because I really think that this is worth doing, because it's in the mall that has everything that you're going to see in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate compression rooms. I think that they're gross. I don't like them. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, what do you mean? What, what, what's a compression It's uh, room? like where you're walking through basically two giant airbags. Oh, the balloons. Oh, I, I, I hate those with a passion. Uh, every, they, just don't, <laughs> they just don't seem sanitary. I, I just hate because they're claustrophobic and people walk slow through them. And I just, I just, I just, I hate them completely. <laughs> but this guy was like chasing me with like his whip as I'm going through it. So you know, I'm loving this. And there's even a more a bigger element of fear with doing this because I'm there by myself and I'm in a foreign country going, man, if they really didn't like – if some guy didn't like an American or something, you know, <laughs> who would know? Yeah, but so, um, hysteria. How, how extreme would you, would you say this is? Uh, level 1 to 10. Um, it's not – it's no uh, – like McCamey Manor, but it's definitely more extreme than like a Halloween Horror Nights maze. And the fact that I was by myself made it even creepier. Oh, of course, that always amps it up. 
do they um you said you got were they actually touching you is that no they they don't touch you and they have signs saying that if you touch them um uh they have the right to call authorities on you um depending as to what you do so they are very respectful they said that we will not touch you you will not touch us but we will make we will get very much in your face and the actors were all super into it and they had a couple guys who were just super hulking and you know they had four panels that you were walking and all of a sudden like you would go you'd be like walking through quicksand to get out you know like that kind of material where you step on it all of a sudden your foot like sinks in oh wow i've never so, experienced uh, that in a haunt before <laughs> yeah and especially this is a haunt in a mall with like live actors throughout the year so i mean it's it's incredible it's just all of this is so insane. Um, so, yeah, the hysteria. you got to go to it. And then uh, there's a place that we went to. This is also in the go-to bag called um, the Green Planet. And what that is, that is a giant indoor zoo where it's you start at the very top of it. Like that, you take an elevator to the top and you're walking through levels of a rainforest and there are free range sloths and iguanas and toucans flying all around you. And then there's an, an area that you walk to and it says the bat cave and you go, okay, cool. I'm going to go and see some bats in here. You're in a bat aviary or where they are free, free flying by your face. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so there you go. That's a creepy kingdom thing right there. You know, um, you know, I, I know that, you know, we all love bats, you know, here at the creepy kingdom. Here you go. You can be, you can spend as much time as you want and be like right up there with them. And they have bat feedings or you can go in there and hang out with them as they feed. And, you know, like we got like right up close with the sloth as it was just walking by. And of course, there's somebody like standing right by them to <laughs> make sure, hey, um, that you don't like walk out with the sloth. But this this <laughs> thing, it's like you're walking through a giant rainforest, and it only takes about an hour to do. But it's just the level of detail here is incredible. And right near that is a place called Hub Zero, and that uh, we talked about this briefly. This is where there, and this is also included in the card. Um, and there's a Resident Evil Dark Ride where it's a shooting ride that we did. And that was, um, it was okay. You know, you're shooting at zombies and stuff. Um, the, the thing that was a little different with this was that you actually had to shoot like the parasite on the zombie first before you could shoot the zombie, but it's a trackless ride, you know? So here's another trackless ride at a random arcade here in the middle East. And, um, the, the one attraction I said that I couldn't do the whole time, it was uh, there's a, a video game series called Dragon Age, and they had a Dragon Age ride that was like up against the screen that was supposed to be like a Soren over. Have you ever seen some of all thrills over at Epcot or what used to be Epcot? What They're on a Google arm, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. a Google arm. And you wear like a VR mask or something? Is that? Or... No, you're up against the screen. But the thing is, is it said weight limit 100 kilograms, which is like 220 pounds. And so the, I said, okay, well, I have three brothers, so that means me and then two of my brothers could not ride that ride. And uh, I read online, a lot of people said that, you know, that's not like an appropriate weight limit for somebody to ride. <laughs> hmm. So that was one thing that I couldn't do, but there was, you know, all these attractions. I tried the void there, and that's where I did the void with all the with these two guys who are just 
dressed in traditional um, traditional garb, you know, wearing the um, the robes and stuff. And we did Ghostbusters Void, where they gave us proton packs, and we had it on, and we got slimed. What do you mean you got slimed? What was on you? <laughs> we got wet. We got wet. That's funny. <laughs> you see Slimer and he comes flying at you and then you see like, have you ever done the Void experience? Yeah, I've done two of them. Uh, I've never got wet. Okay, so yeah. Uh, I did Wreck-It Ralph and then I recently did the Marvel one. <laughs> yeah, so you're wearing that and you can see the other people. So you're seeing everybody else and they all look like Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a Ghostbuster and you choose your avatar. And then as soon as everybody gets slimed, you know, Slimer just flies through and hits you. You can't avoid it. And you see everybody else, and you're walking around with slime on you for the rest of it. That's funny. And, you know, you open up you open up doors, and it's it's really cool the way that you can, like, it's virtual reality, but you're walking through the space, and you have to physically open up doors and do things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's super cool. I've never done that before. I absolutely loved it, and I'm a, a big Ghostbusters fan. So, of course, this was way up my alley. Um. So um, Hub Zero, they have tons of arcade games and things like that. Um, so that's this is all included in this two hundred and forty dollar price point right here. That's nuts. Um, I, I, I gotta that stop, night, I gotta stop right there because you said a lot of things in the, really quickly, and I want to figure out what kind of a time frame did you guys accomplish all this stuff outside of um, out of uh, IMG Worlds? Okay, so I, the the first hit we did IMG, um, we did. Uh, okay, so the first day we did IMG. Then we did the Burj Khalifa. We walked around the entire Dubai Mall, which is five stories. There's an ice rink, ice skating rink in there. There's all sorts going on in this mall. I did the Hysteria uh, thing. Mm-hmm. We ate dinner at the Rainforest Cafe, which was included. Wow, this is all we one did, day. This is still uh, day one. <laughs> this is all day one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, we we ate Pizza Hut before we went in there. Um, um, before before we even went to IMG, um, and then we did the boat ride. So that was day one, and then day two was the Green Planet. It was the Hub Zero thing, and then we did a desert safari, which was also included in the card. Where they picked us up at the hotel, they took us sand duning where we went like in the vehicle, like in the Jeep and they took us like through the dunes of um, like through the dunes of the desert. They fed us a giant feast as we watched. And then we got to go on a camel ride. And then they also brought um, like, we got to see like belly dancing and whirling dervishes and have like full on entertainment going on. And this is all included. Wow. $250. Two hundred fifty dollars, and that that was day two or with forty dollars, two hundred forty dollars. Yeah, wow. the third and the you can you can add on to it if you want to. If you don't want to go as hard, the third day we went to ski Dubai, which is a giant, giant, giant indoor skiing area where I tried tobogganing. They have two ski lifts, and this is all in a mall. And um, I tried tobogganing. Um, I went in a giant hamster ball type thing down, uh, an icy mountain. <laughs> we did inner tubing. I decided not to try skiing there because I didn't want to hurt myself. You know, I just knew that that was my luck. We paid extra. We got to touch penguins and play with penguins. Um, 
And then after that, that's when we went to um, the Atlantis and did the Atlantis activities. But I'm just saying is we did all of that over three days for like 240 bucks. I can't even comprehend uh, everything you just said, let alone the, that, that price point. <laughs> and it's just – that's the thing. It's like it, I, I'm trying to not make this be like the world's longest podcast as tends to happen whenever you know we're on together. So I'm just telling everybody, if you're interested, Google these things. Google Ski Dubai if you like skiing or if you want to pet penguins. These things are giant. Like these are not – little things they just really don't pertain to creepy kingdom much but i want to let people know right, you know what's out there yeah, there's more yeah of course we're just scratching the surface basically is what you're saying <laughs> i'm just i'm just going over things because we were at ski dubai for probably three hours we were at you know but it's like there's not much for me to say you know what we played in the snow you know but like you can go full on skiing they have ski ski jumps and stuff like that if you really are into that kind of thing and for 240 bucks or whatever it was I paid for it for these three days, we also got a full on meal that gave us, you know, the, the 15 courses or whatever I said it was, um, that was part of it. I mean, you couldn't do three days in Orlando for that price. <laughs> what? 250? You can't barely do one day. <laughs> yeah. And this is including the food and all the free parking and all that kind of stuff. And it, it, and you're saying that a four star resort for forty five bucks a night? Are you kidding me? I mean, this is like this is like heaven. The, this is what everybody <laughs> like. This is when you say, you know what? I really want to check some stuff out. Like, I really want to see. I really want to have like the perfect theme park vacation. This is where you go. Um, I mean, like I love Tokyo and all that, but Tokyo still very crowded. Tokyo Disney Sea still. My all-time favorite park. I highly doubt anything will ever change that. Maybe Efteling in the Netherlands, from what I've heard, is the big thing that will maybe make me change my mind. But for right now, Disney Sea is still my favorite, but still incredibly crowded. Here, you have the park to yourself. You're at a point where you're walking through the lines and you're like, okay, well, I'm done with this whole giant theme park in three hours or four hours. Now what? And then you can go back to your hotel and sleep or take a nap or go to the pool and unwind and feel like you didn't miss anything because you didn't. Um, (laughs) Now, excluding after the pass, other things I want to point out, just a few more quick little things. Um, We went to the Global Village, which is a giant, giant, it's open from like October, like very beginning of November through April. It is a, um, a market where each country has their own pavilion. So picture Epcot, um, but they have countries like the United States of like, you know, North America, they just called North America. It includes like Mexico and the U S mm-hmm. um, but they have like Iran, Afghanistan, uh, Japan, Turkey, Hong, you know, China, they have all these countries. They probably have about 30, 35 countries and each area has, food from that land um this place is huge um they have stunt shows they have a ripley's believe it or not in there they have live entertainment and each country has um performers from that country 
doing performances. So picture like Epcot when you see the Chinese uh, acrobats, Mm -hmm. Chinese abracots, Chinese acrobats over the China Pavilion at Epcot. That's what's going on constantly at each of these things and that are giving you food samples of everything in each of these countries. Like I never thought I would walk into the Iran Pavilion and here I am and they're, they're like giving me their coffee and trying to get me to buy this. And they're all and it's all people from these areas and you're able to like talk to them. And um, it's so it's just so big. It, I can't convey how big this is. There's a full-on fair and amusement park attached to it with a, a permanent roller coaster and a haunted house that um, I didn't get to do because um, this was one of the places that the line was just really long because everybody goes to the world to the global uh, village and this was like the first week it was open, so it was like the popular thing to do. Okay. Um, but the haunted house had... It looked like a Peter Pan style haunted house where the track was above you. And I really regret that I didn't get to do this. Um, I've never seen a like a haunted mansion type ride where you're like in a Peter Pan boat type thing. Yeah. For, so yeah, overhead uh, uh, the action. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering what that did, but you know, I know I'll be going back to that at some point, and that's going to. I told my wife, I said, okay, I have to do that when I go, when I come back. I have to see the Ripley's, believe it or not. I need to see the Sancho. All these things I didn't get to see. And the food is amazing. You're buying, they have products from all these countries. On top of that, I saw a UFO. And then everybody was looking at it while we were there. Um, and I Googled mm-hmm. it. And if you Google Dubai or if you tweet, like look on Twitter for Dubai UFO, um, you'll see video of it, like six minute video of this thing hovering in the sky and splitting in two and going up and down and nobody knew what it was and the Dubai or the UAE government has no idea what it is and it's creepy and everybody's staring at it like what did we watch so um I was there that night and I I took a couple photos but they were blurry but there's some good good ones out there but it was just like what the heck um so global village you have to go to this this is a night thing if you go out there you are going to have the time of your life. It's like you're going to a giant steroid version of the World Showcase at Epcot. Um, oh, wow. Um, let me see. I have one, two, three, three more things to talk about. Like what? Um, okay. I did, um, I was going to say, because then we, we, for the next episode, there's still more Dubai, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just talking about like the little tiny things that are worth talking about (laughs) okay so one is antics land which this is a theme park in a mall and this is in a different emirate called Sharjah. and this um the main ride i wanted to go to was unfortunately under repair and we didn't learn that we didn't know this we learned this the hard way but the whole mall itself closes from 12 to 1 um, basically meaning everything shuts down because that's the time that the mosque has their session. Ah. So we actually left the park at noon. So the big ride didn't open up until one, which is some sort of shooting ride. But what antics ride land is, is it's almost like an Aladdin themed theme park inside of the mall. And it's big. And there's a, a walk through haunted house that we did, but there's no live actors. It's just kind of like you, you step on the plate and like the werewolf jumps out at you and stuff. And that was kind of fun. It was long. They had some areas that I had to crawl through. 
Um, they had some ride, and I put the video up in Creepy Kingdom, um, where you're riding in like a Peter Pan style vehicle through the story of Aladdin, but then you go through the mall food court, and um, there were no other videos I found of this ride. And then you go by like live animals where there's birds and there's um, not really any animatronics, but just weird like bootleg photos of Aladdin everywhere as they're riding it. And Aladdin with a mustache (laughs) and beard. It was strange. Um, This park, um, you pay per ride. They had a big Thunder Mountain roller coaster and um, it turns out you had to be under five foot eight to ride it. So I am six foot two. I did not do big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Um, it looked really small, but for all I know, it could have gone other places because everything in this area is deceptive where it looks small and then it winds up like it could have gone underground and there could have been a whole area that it rumbled around in for all I know. I will never know because I have not ridden it. Um, you know, there's live animals, there's snakes, there's, um, and when you look at the snakes, they, they have diagrams of how the snakes kill the rats. That freaked my wife out. She did not want to see that. There's like mm. live images. And, and they have a feeding times guide for all the snakes. If you want to see the snake kill the mice, not sure why that's a, a thing that people find interesting, but you can see that if you want to. Um, Antics Land uh, shut down us at noon while we were there, unfortunately. So we just said, okay, well, we're going to go to our next thing. And um, we went to the Dubai Miracle Garden. And this is another – everything in Dubai is pretty much runs November through April for the most part. So if you're going to go, go November through April because that's when, like, the Miracle Garden is open. The Garden Glow. All these things are November through April because that's the tourism season because it's cooler. Um, the Miracle Garden. This is where they had 60, 70-foot-tall Mickey and Minnie uh, oh. topiaries. Did you see these? Yeah, yeah. The photos you sent, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm not exaggerating. These things are giant. Uh, they have a full-on um, Disneyland castle there. This is why I'm thinking, and th- they've had they have photos of Mickey Mouse, like official photos of Mickey um, visiting this. This is why I'm thinking, and this is this was apparently um, these were installed within the last few years. Okay. This is leading me to believe that they're that Disney owns land out there, and that they're trying to get their presence known as to Florida project because why else would they put these giant topiaries there, you know, like in this area where they have no theme parks and no Disney stores or anything like that. Why would you put a giant Mickey mouse? Why would they spend the money to upkeep this? But unless they have bigger plans. So not, not anything creepy, but it's really pretty. Um, so I would just say check that out. We went to the Dubai Garden Glow. And that is... Oh, wait. Hold on a second. Ti- hold on. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, if you are a giant Disney fan, you've got to go to the Dubai Miracle Garden. You've got to see these giant, like, huge Donald Duck, Daisy Duck, Mickey, Minnie, Huey, Dewey, Louie. And there's other really pretty topiaries and gardens to walk through. Not creepy, but hey, for Disney fans, it's so wild to see this. Mm -hmm. Um, Dubai Garden Glow. This is another one of those November through April type things. I mean, 
Google, of course, to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm getting the correct dates when you go. But this looks like, uh, if you've ever seen, like, Paint the Night, um, this is a giant nighttime garden display. Oh. And uh, and we spent two hours walking through this and didn't see everything. Um, nothing creepy, but just very, very pretty. Going through, like, psychedelic tunnels and... Um, it changes day by it changes year by year what they do, but just very intricate um, moving sculptures that are all lit up. And to the right of it, if you if you pay to go into this, there's also a dinosaur park which we didn't know about. So we did a quick run through of the dinosaur park, which is insane. Um, there, it's all animatronic dinosaurs, and especially at night, it's kind of creepy because they're all there and they're all life sized and they're all moving at you. Um, so, you know, um, not something that's like super, I mean, okay. The dinosaur park is freaking creepy, but, uh, the garden glow isn't creepy, but I recommend anybody do it. If you're a theme park fan, because it's incredible. It's pretty. It's, it's amazing to look at. I would say everybody, um, just Google it just to see the images because I can't really describe it except it's one of the prettiest things I've ever seen. It's once again, I hate to say, you know, just by the on steroids thing, but it's Christmas lights <laughs> on steroids. I hate that because, you know, not like doing steroids should be justified unless, you know, you're sick or something like that. And the doctor prescribes it, but sure. it's a Sorry. super buffed out <laughs> version of, of Christmas lights to the next level. Um, uh, we, we did a thing called the VR park and this was in the mall. And, um, I wouldn't, I mean, I've learned that I don't do well with the VR headsets as you ride rides. Um, I did a roller coaster there where um, uh, you're going through the Burj Khalifa and um, you're wearing a headset and it feels like you're doing virtual reality going in it, but you're riding a physical roller coaster. This is inside of a mall. There's a roller coaster where there's full on roller coasters in the malls there. Um, I do not do well with, standard vr though i've learned it just kind of makes me sick i can do star tours i can do the void i can't do something where i'm sitting and i have a helmet on me and it's shaking me Mm. to me it's just really like not fun um you know we went to the aquarium and the underwater zoo uh where we got to shake hands with an otter and that's inside of the mall and the aquarium is giant um and then the last thing I'm going to talk to you guys about before we get to uh, before the next show um, is the dinner in the sky dinner thing. In that the sky. oh boy! All right, so this is this is probably one of the creepiest things we did. I loved every second of it. My wife flipped out. She screamed at me when she saw what it was <laughs> um, because you know I uh, you can describe this to somebody. But until you actually physically see it, you it's it's hard to like comprehend. So I want you to picture a a table with maybe twenty chairs around it. In the middle of it um, is a chef, a few chefs actually, who cook while you are suspended a hundred and fifty feet in the air off of a crane, just like a basic Mac crane. It's not bolted into the ground or anything like that. It's just a basic crane. Okay. And they move you up, and you get way high. And my wife is screaming obscenities at me because she was like, I, I said, well, yeah, you're going to be suspended 
by by a crane, but she's like, I thought we'd be bolted. I thought it'd be like a permanent situation. And they're like, no, we can move this thing around whenever we want to. In fact, we set this up over in like Los Angeles for like a month. So it's one of those wow. things that they're able to do for temporary <laughs> things that they really want to. This one's permanent, though. This one's permanent. It, this is another one of those ones, though, that runs like October through April type thing because nobody goes May, June, July, August, September because it's just too hot to do it. Um, and what I didn't realize is that the table rotates. And the way that it rotates is because at the bottom, of, like underneath the table, is a very, 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 very long cord, a 150-foot-long cord or so. And there is a guy below it, and he walks very slowly, and his job is to slowly turn the table from the ground, and that way you get a good view of everything going on. Oh, so you're slowly rotating. You're slowly rotating off of the crane dangling, and you're strapped in. And um, there were only six people who did this. One person felt like actually threw up at the table because of the um, height. I did not know this person. This was not me or my wife. <laughs> wow. Um, um, I will say that the food is absolutely delicious. Um, we had steak. Um, they made an incredible uh, chocolate molten type dessert with uh, liquid nitrogen ice cream that they made right in front of us. So we got like a nice little show. I was the only person who was brave enough to recline my seat back. And you can recline your seat all the way back as you're strapped in. So you're facing vertically, which uh, or you're facing completely like horizontally toward the ground. And wait, wait, my wait, wait. wife is How now. How do you do that? Wait, wait, I don't understand. You could lean it oh, back. You're not. Uh, so sorry, you're not facing the ground, but like oh, you can turn okay. your head so you can see below. You can. I'm. I'm sorry. I phrased that. Oh, wrong. Okay, all right. <laughs> but you like picture like being in like a car seat and like reclining it all the way back. But it's like. You're now trusting that the seatbelt is strong enough that, you know, it's got you and that you're not going to fall back. And, of course, I'm loving every moment of this. Oh, my God. And every photo that, that the guy took of us, I'm having the time of my life and my wife looks like she's about ready to kill me. <laughs> and um, <laughs> get a great view. Um, I was looking down the whole time and just loving every second of it. My wife, not so much. She refused to look down. Um, you do have, like, little, um, like little foot handle that you can put like you can like let your feet sit on the edge if you want to i just let my feet dangle the whole time uh, my wife did not try that one out um uh, she said she would never do that again it was too anxiety producing but for me um i wish that they had one of these out here because i would totally be working on it as one of the waiters honestly it was it's a it's a total blast um wow and the price point I found a group on um, or something like that, and uh, it's probably a couple hundred bucks a person. I think I got it for like one twenty a person or something along those lines. That was one of the one of the little splurges that I did, but um, it was well worth it. Uh, my wife would argue it was not, but um, I enjoyed it, and that's what matters. Yeah, of course. I have I have several questions. Uh, so, about how long is this experience? Uh, it's about an hour and. Um, hour and 15 minutes or so is what they say it is. Uh, hour and 15 minutes from the time that they take you back there and um, they start strapping you in. Because my first thought is like you're up there and you're, you know, 
you're eating and it's like normally things happen like I have to go to the bathroom or, or, or you know, things like that. And, you know, obviously you're not going anywhere uh, until this yeah. thing's done. Well, they, they said that if anybody has to use the bathroom, just let them know and they'll lower the table and they'll they'll take a break and it won't count against the time of the service. Really? So um, um, uh, because they know that that's ruining it for everybody else in a sense. Because you don't want to like ruin it for somebody else. Yeah. Um, if, if you're like, I have to use the bathroom, like let's say you take six minutes in the bathroom and then you're like, well, you've just eaten six minutes and we're, we're eating on the ground. So, for example, because of that, we were the last seating of the night, and we were like 9.45 at night. We actually didn't get started till 10.20 because they were playing catch-up from other meals. Oh, okay. Um, so, that's nice. I will also say that before you go up, the guy asked if anybody had any fears or anxieties about this. And my wife said that um, she did. And the guy took extra special time to just talk to her about everything. And the guy... Um, was super awesome about explaining everything and like basically making her feel comfortable, um, with it. So, um, it's incredible. You get a great view of the, um, of the ocean of the Persian Gulf and you can see the Atlantis off in the distance and all the, the sparkly buildings that are all lighting up and having all the different neon all over them. Yeah. These, I'm looking at the gallery on the website and these are incredible views. You get incredible views, and we did it at night. And um, if I did it again, I guess I would do it during the day just to get different views. You know, mm-hmm. um, I know I would do it again. Um, would I do it again? Uh, my wife said she wouldn't do it again, but uh, you know, if I guess if I bought it and didn't tell her about it until we got there, um, that might be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think now that she's done it, I don't think you're getting her she back was. on there. Like, because I'm sure she decided to go along with it to be like, maybe I can be all right with it. But I guess it wasn't, you know, it wasn't for her. <laughs> she didn't think that the food was really good. So I might be able to convince her, hey, that that chocolate dessert that you really liked was up there. And that steak <laughs> that you had was about. The food was delicious. It's like five star food. So it's almost like a. You know, she wouldn't take her camera out to take photos, whereas I was doing it left and right. She was so worried she was going to drop it. Um, But I'm wondering if maybe, like, there would be a little more of a relaxing. I would never actually book it without telling her. I'm not that mean. But um, I would definitely try to talk to her and say, hey, can we maybe try doing this during the day just to uh, see what we see from that angle? Do these uh, chairs shift from side to side? That's what it kind of looks like some of the pictures that they're – you can – turned it or something yeah you can you can absolutely like you can spin it around you can't go all the way around but yeah you can definitely spin from side to side which i was doing i was like reclining and spinning from side to side i was having a great time (laughs) yeah i know it would freak me i want oh is there a foot rest like what's that is your feet dangling that's what i'm saying is that's that's the foot rest that my wife was using she wouldn't let her feet dangle, but I let my feet dangle. Okay. You don't have to like either. You can like it's basically designed to be as comfortable as you want it to be. Um, so like it's not a, it's not designed to scare you. I'm just thinking that what it was was some guy who designed this probably was like building one of these giant buildings, and it started over in Belgium. Uh, this was invented in Belgium. I'm thinking that somebody was like on a high rise, building the high rise, and eating lunch, and going, "Man, I wish everybody could." see you know the view i have you know what i'm like i'm picturing some guy eating 
his lunch out of a metal suitcase or like a metal box. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like on a steel girder and going, man, this is a great view. And then going, you know what? I bet you I can bring this to the masses. So, um, yeah, it's incredible. It, it's well worth doing. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure whether I would do something like this, but it, it does look intriguing, <laughs> to, to say the least. <laughs> but they, yeah, and then I think they have one of these. Uh, yeah, it's it, it. I think I've. It's, you said it was in LA. I, mean, I don't know if it still is or they have one. Um, LA, they, they've had them. Uh, they've they've traveled. So like one has been in Los Angeles. There's a permanent one. The only one that's permanent in the United States is in Las Vegas. Okay. So you can do it in Las Vegas, which I'm sure is a great view, but, um, you know, it's kind of cool doing it in another country. Uh, there's just something about the added thrill of, you know, so what are their uh, safety requirements compared to ours? Well, <laughs> yeah, there's an added thrill, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. So that I guess that's going to wrap up um, Dubai part one. <laughs> now uh what what do we have looking forward to uh for part two of the dubai section of this trip part two is dubai parks and resorts which is a collection of three theme parks which are legoland motion gate dubai and bollywood park as well as a legoland water park all connected on one giant property, thinking like think like Disney World, um, and they're all connected by a giant version of Disney Springs. Oh, so it's all walking distance, basically. It's all it's all walking distance, and it is well. All I'm not going to ruin anything, but I'll say it is well worth going to. Well, we're going to hear all about that. And uh, on our next episode of this uh, mini series, uh, as well as Abu Dhabi theme parks yep. and your return to Hong Kong. Yeah, the glorious return to Hong Kong. <laughs> all right. Well, let's take a moment to process all what we just, uh, what Grant just fed us, <laughs> and start booking your tickets. Yeah. Yes, let's start booking. <laughs> and uh we'll uh we'll hear from Grant again uh on the next episode of this series. Woo <laughs> Hey you wanna contact us here at Creepy Kingdom? You can shoot us an email, creepykingdom at gmail dot com. And of course, for everything creepy kingdom links to all of our social media show notes videos articles everything creepy kingdom can be found at creepykingdom.com including the link to our patreon account the number one way to support what we do here at creepy kingdom and that link is patreon.com slash creepy kingdom or just go to creepykingdom.com and you'll find everything you need right there all right, until next time, let's close the gates. <laughs> <laughs>